one thing I was thinking about was like, should I have my plants in the background? Because I'm pretty sure it looks kind of like empty now. Okay. Maybe I could. No, no, no. Like next time for next oh, okay. time. Yeah. yeah. I ain't trying to move stuff now, Jamie. Like, <laughs> I'm already sat. I'm already. <laughs> right. Um, hi. Welcome to the On Water Podcast, <laughs> episode three. We are back and we're rolling. And I hope everyone has having a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, uh, late into the night, 3 a.m. podcast listen. I don't know where y'all are at. But um, yeah, I'm very happy and hopeful for this episode because um, the one thing that me and Jamie were talking about before we started rolling was relationships and um, specifically family, but I think relationships in general. I think the one thing that um, when I really decided to take steps of faith with God was taking steps of faith in my relationships, which is very difficult and um, because it has to do with emotions and 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 that's the thing it's when we talk about christianity and we talk about like being a followers of jesus uh it says in scripture that they will know us by the way that we love right and and you can't love on yourself all time like they will know us by the love that we have for each other and that's one of the hardest things to do is to love people because most oftentimes people suck, <laughs> myself included, right? Like ourselves included. It's it's hard to love other people because it's, uh, I think being in relationships with people, it tests our vulnerability, it tests our ego, it tests our pride, and um, it makes us sacrifice ourselves for the sake of others, and it's hard. And um, that's what the essence of love is, while well, God is love, and um the greatest thing that um, God has done for us is sacrifice. And so for us to be a image of Christ is to be sacrificial and to love each other in a sacrificial way, right? That means sacrificing the things of our hearts and things of our flesh um, for God, which is putting to death our flesh and sacrificing our fleshly and worldly desires for the kingdom and um, for the Lord's commands, um, but also for each other is that even when we feel like our pride and our self-esteem is, uh, we need to sacrifice those things for the, you know, so that other people can feel loved. Um, it's hard, but all this to say, um, I want to kind of talk about what it looks like for us to be uh, having faith and stepping into faith when it comes to relationships because I don't think that we actually align those things we think that we take a lot of steps of faith when it comes to what God what we are going to do for the kingdom um, but we don't relate it to how uh, we interact with people and so I'm going to I'm going to share personal things because I feel like there's a, there's a need for vulnerability here, and um, and Jamie is also hearing this for the first time. But um, when I first like really 
and I, I, I don't even know how I'm going to phrase this now because I feel like I'm going to say it a lot. But like, I'm gonna, I, I describe it as when I actually became Christian. I know I grew up in the church, but I feel like in the summer of 2020 is actually when I became a Christ follower. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I grew up in the church um, doing all of these things, but like really having that eternal mindset and understanding like and having that ecclesiastical mindset where it's like nothing else matters other than the fact that I am living for the Lord. Um, that only came in the summer of 2020. And um, and so I'll say when I actually became Christian, when I when I accepted Jesus, when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I think I accepted Jesus as existing before. I accepted Jesus as someone who um, existed and someone who is worthy of uh, my work, but not of my heart and not of my life, right? Um, where he wasn't the Lord over my life. Um, he just told me what to do, and I did some of it. <laughs> but he wasn't the Lord over my life. And and when I decided, like, God, you are the Lord over my life now. You now have complete dominion over my life now. Um, I am a slave to you. And people don't like to hear that word, but I feel like that is what we're called to do. Uh, uh, where is it? In Philippians, it says... Um, I hate paraphrasing the Bible, so I'm going to read it. Uh, my good, this is what happens when you read multiple parts of the Bible at one time. Yeah. Is you're like, oh wait, no, I did read Philippians yesterday, but I also did read First Peter, but I also did read Second Corinthians. <laughs> so I don't know where it's from, um, but it says, oh yes, First Peter. First oh, Peter is so good, y'all. Just take a just take a day and just well just take an hour literally and just read all of First Peter. It's only five page, uh, five chapters, but it says no no it's First Peter chapter two, verse fifteen. I'll start from there. It says for it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people, live as free people. Live as free people, but. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. And I, I think that's it's hard to digest when it says, like, we are supposed to live as God's slaves. Because the, especially for my, my black folk out here, <laughs> slaves has a very heavy connotation. And it's not going to be easy to digest that word in this context. But that's the thing. It's we are called to be God's slaves and to live in, in complete um, humility and over, under his dominion. Right. And um, what was I saying? <laughs> I was looking. Oh, right. I, w I was. Yes, yes. I was saying I was sharing. Uh, about me changing and um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was talking about me in 2020 and me changing um, my me changing m my attitude and and my stature uh, when it comes to what place Jesus has in my life rather than 
a person that I just acknowledge as someone like, oh, someone in like a history textbook. Jesus stopped being someone who was just a, a someone who was a part of history that I'm like, oh, wow, like I genuinely revere this person. But now like he is the Lord over my life. And that's when I chose that he would get, he was going to be the Lord over my life rather than just a, a historical figure that I knew to exist. Right. Um, and that I was told that I should live a certain way because he other people have has told me to live this way but yeah back in 2020 i actually made um i didn't i don't i don't even think i made the conscious choice but i was driven to make life choices knowing and and believing that god has dominion over my life um that he now is the lord over my life and that really shaped the way that i um interacted with people and that I chose to uh, love people because now I had to love people in a completely different way and and he gave me insight into how to be a friend be a sister be a daughter um, within the context of, of God being the person who who tells me how to be that Right. I'm not just going to be a daughter. I'm not just going to be a friend. I'm not just going to be a, a sister, a, you know, at that point, girlfriend um, <laughs> that that just doesn't that, that figures it out for herself. But through scripture, through his wisdom and, and through listening to him, I actually discover what it means to be all of those things under his dominion. Right. Um because I think because of culture, because of past experiences, because of our relationships with the people around us, we start to shape what the roles that we hold should look like. Like, oh, I, to be a daughter, to be a, a friend looks like this, to be a worker looks like this. When God's like, no, I know what it, what you, I know what it looks like to be a good daughter. I know what it looks like to give be to be a good friend, and you need to learn that from me, not from what the world or what not what from what you've seen, right? Because I understand that like I could have learned how to be a daughter through my mother, right? Um, but that's the thing. I love my mother, but a lot of the times the way that she is a daughter is not a reflection of how God wants us to be children. Right. And so I need to see what it means to be a child under their parent by God's standard and then live by that rather than what I've seen and what I expect. Right. Over the course of my life, I've had a lot of friendships that have kind of come and gone. And um, I have this one particular friend who just really shaped who I was and um, ev throughout high school and into my first years of university. Like she was my ride or die. Like we were together all the time. And then I think close to like the, my first or second year of university, um, we really hurt each other. Um, like there was a, a, I think she had a lot of um, mental health issues and a lot of heart, um, a lot of things in her heart that she, she needed to, of resolve and I'm not going to go through that I'm not going to talk about that because that's her her business um, but me as a friend at that time um, and this is back in like 2018 I think 
um, like I thought it was my role to tell her how to fix herself. And surprise, surprise, I'm a therapist (laughs) now, (laughs) almost five years later, I am a therapist and that checks out. Um, I think it's, it's an example of how God sometimes like uses our, um, God gives us skills and God gives us gifts. And sometimes we use it in, in circumstances that are not meant for us. Right. And so at that time, my friend needed a friend and she needed someone to comfort her and to not tell her why she's like, why she's thinking or feeling the way that she is and telling her how to fix it. She needed just someone to be there. And I wasn't that person for her. And I, and I did not even see what she needed. I saw what I thought she needed. And I thought I was being a very good friend. And, and I held on to that for a long time. For the, and we, we ended up breaking things off. Like I, I had, I, in my selfishness, I was like, oh, she's toxic. You know, like she has these problems and I'm bringing and bringing up solutions and, and, and she's not fixing them and, and, and that's toxic. And so goodbye. And so I kind of broke things off with her. Uh, and yeah, we can go into a whole thing about the word of, of calling people toxic and what, and, and how toxic that is. Um, <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll see if we get there. Um, but yeah, and, and, and so I ended up cutting things off with her. And then after I, I um, had, like I said, had God be the Lord over my life, he revealed to me how, like, he exposed so much of my sinfulness that I did not see. Like, when we're without God, it's like living in our own, like, room without, like, it's like living in solitary for, like, years and we think that's what the whole world is when we live without god's wisdom and god's revelation of what the world is supposed to look like and how we're and how we have how he intended to create us and the purpose behind our creation and when we are not aware of that it's like living in solitary it's like you don't have windows you don't have you don't you only see yourself and you only see how you feel and you only see your opinion and and you only live by by how you think the world should be when you haven't even seen it finally seeing god opens your eyes to see how limited and how small your worldview was you know and i think i got that revelation when i actually allowed god to interse- intercept in my life it during that time like god revealed to me like what i'm talking about now like my perspective of how i was being a terrible friend i didn't actually see that i saw myself as the righteous one where it's like she is bringing a lot of toxicity into my life making me feel bad and not even taking my advice to fix it and so i need to set myself apart from her and and only when God inter intercepted did I realize, oh my gosh, like I I was pushing her away and I was and I was creating disunity because of my own self righteousness. 
and I needed to to sit with that and God had to convict me and convict my heart of the all the different relationships where I thought I was so self-righteous that caused disunity and I thought disunity was the righteous way to live my life and to protect me and I thought it was so I thought it was right you know and when God says no like what we do is create unity and strive after unity and any form of disunity is not from the Lord right and and so I ended up writing a bunch of letters to it seems so cliche but like I ended up writing a lot of the letters to different people and to that one friend I ended up writing a letter to her and um it took and this is where I feel like was my first step of faith um when it came to like my relationship with God um, because I didn't want to write that letter I was like God what is this even gonna do because uh, very truthfully honestly it's not like I wasn't hurt by her it wasn't like I was you know like I was completely fine I was really hurt by her and and the issue was that's all I saw um that was all I saw and only after uh God intercepted that I saw the full picture and I saw I got out of that solitary and I saw the whole picture of what the situation was and and that's the thing it's 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 difficult to have that realization and I couldn't you'd be like okay yes God I realized that I was also like at fault and I caused this unity um, but I do I have to mend it <laughs> like <laughs> do, I, do I have to take that and actually take the step of like writing this letter and reaching out to her and saying I'm sorry and, and <sighs> can't can I just be like okay God my bad like, <laughs> my bad, you know, like you, you know, my heart, you know, like, do I have to seek reconciliation? Right. But then imagine, like, imagine Jesus just stopped at, hey, guys, you guys are sinning and you guys need saving and um, and you need to be reconciled to Jesus, uh, to God, to Father God. But I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> I'm not going to go on that cross. I'm not going to create a way for reconciliation. I'm just going to tell you that you do. And that's it. And it's like, you can't just stop at recognizing that things need to change. You have to actually do something about it. And I think that's where God was. That's where faith, stepping in faith, needs. that's the start of it right recognizing that things actually need to move and be different and that can only happen when we take those steps of faith that are difficult for us this is what i mean by like we really need to be led by the holy spirit when it comes to our relationships and but that's the thing it took a step of faith and a step of the uncomfortable and looking back, it wasn't even that big of a deal for me to send that letter. Like, I could have just done it. But in that moment, feeling like 
the fear of reconnecting with her was huge. But I had to do it. Or else there would have been that tension between us for however long. And so... For the people who are like, yes, I want to step out into the water and I want to take these steps of faith. Um, one of the ways is through your relationships. You know, um, when you are afraid to like, even if it's it can be old friendships that you need reconciliation with or it can even be new relationships that you need to step into and be vulnerable in that God is leading you to be vulnerable in. Right. Or is it having a difficult conversation with someone about, you know, about how you feel? Even if it's let's bring romantic relationships into this where it's like God's like pulling you and you really like this person and 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 you need to say something. But it's like, God, but like, what if like they don't feel that same way back or like, what if, you know, I'm stepping out about go. And I know this is going, it, it's a blanket statement. <laughs> so follow the spirit. <laughs> but like, if there is a place where God is pushing you to step out in faith, um, and so that you, and, and honestly, sometimes it has to be regardless of the outcome. This is what I'm saying is when we take steps of faith in our relationships, we need to not expect a certain outcome. That's how we know that there's faith is when we are not expecting or or demanding a certain outcome so that we don't get hurt. But only doing it because of your love for that person. And. I feel like a lot of the times we are not taking any steps of faith. And risking getting hurt. And that is not the way that God intended us as Christians to live out our faith. He says they, he, people will know that we follow Christ by our love. And sacrificial love is radical. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's pressing. And I think if we are looking for any way if, to not have any excuse... That we are not really taking steps of faith. If you want to take a step of faith but you don't know where, start with relationships. If there's someone that you are scared to talk to, if you are scared to put yourself out there at the next, um, you know, church gathering. If there is someone that you feel like, oh, like I connected with this person, but I'm like, oh, but do they actually want to be friends with me? Go contact them, right? Like, oh, I want to start a worship night, but I'm scared. Step into faith and do it, you know? If there is a, a person that hurt you and you're holding on to that and you're scared to to even forgive them because it might feel like you're enabling them. Take up take that step of faith. To be honest. And be willing for them to feel that guilt of what they did. But also for you to be honest and 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 step into forgiveness towards that person
because that's the thing it's like you can't expect someone to to feel convicted for something that they've wronged you about you can just be honest with how you felt and ask god for the strength to to forgive them right now is to just get to get to that place of forgiveness that's all we're looking for right or even if it's a a difficult conversation with a um with a family member right and it doesn't even have to be like oh like there's a conflict and that's why but it's like like for instance there's a lot of families that don't speak vulnerable with vulnerably with each other and they don't share about their feelings and they don't share about what's going on in their lives but that's the thing we're not just trying to survive in these relationships we're trying to thrive in them and we're trying to grow in intimacy in them and love each other in a deeper way and for someone to sit and listen to how you've been doing and how you've been struggling but also how you've been um like the joys and the successes in your life that is showing love to be that person to listen to those things and i want to you know um encourage everyone to look at the relationships that they have in their lives and see where can i be uncomfortable and take a step of faith um look at the people past present and even future i think you can look at the future relationships and start praying on them and and start taking steps of faith in what your future relationships will look like and i can give an example for that um I, for a long time, didn't believe that I was going to be married. I didn't want to be married. I had a very skewed understanding of what marriage was. Uh, and I didn't want it. I was like, honestly, it's a hassle. <laughs> and um, it's too much. Okay. And then my friend, um, my friend Gabby, she told me, she was like, dream bigger for yourself. Dream bigger for yourself. Don't say that you're not going to be married or you're not going to have your person because you're scared of what it could possibly be have faith that god is going to give you someone that is going to make you happy and that is going to glorify the kingdom and god together because i didn't see that i didn't see that as a possibility you know and so i had to actually start dreaming with god and dreaming what what God has in store for me and that kind of changed the way that I I saw my future relationships and so even if the step of faith is starting to pray for your future relationships your future friendships your future families let that be the step of faith because even that sometimes is hard to believe that you'll have a a a family that you'll have a future family that you'll have a future spouse to start believing in that that sometimes takes a big step of faith and so let's start believing that god can do more than what we see and um start by asking him to show us how to love people in radical ways and and being uncomfortable so that people can see the love of Jesus in their lives, right? Um, but yeah, for me, because I, I, I need to be taking accountability for it too. 
I think in my current relationships right now with the people around me, mm. I think I struggle the most with trusting people and, and, and trusting um, that people will stay in my life. I think that's one of like the most difficult things for me. And, um, and, that's, and because I struggle to believe that people will be there for me and stay by my side, um, I don't entrust my life to them. I don't really share much. I don't really, uh, I don't ask for things because I'm like, okay, what if I ask for something and then I have this expectation for them and then they leave, right? And I think right now, what I will try to do and what you guys and, and Jamie, you can keep accountability for, for me, is to actually surrender some of my life and some of a part of my my heart um, into the hearts of people who care about me and um, and try to trust that the people that the people around me won't hurt me and uh, one of my friends he said this to me and it has stuck with me for a long time and I think it will continue um, to just speak into my life is he said don't trust the people around you and their possibility to hurt you trust the God who put them in your life because if I keep focusing on the probability that people will hurt me I will never trust them but if I trust that God has put these people in my life for a reason and I trust God then I don't have to be afraid of their ability to hurt me so let's trust God and look towards God in our relationships and and see what radical change happens in our lives when we do amen <laughs> so yeah that is a call that is the the action step for everyone that's what i'm going to try and do i'm going to um the, the people who are intimately a part of my life is to actually start being vulnerable with them and um and be real and be honest with them and to sit and have vulnerable conversations intentionally with them. Uh, and, and that's the thing being, being, uh, being open to, to stepping out in faith, uh, in your relationships will look different for everyone. Right. And so that is why I encourage to pray and ask God how you, your relationships around you can radically change through the love of Christ and obey. And we'll see what happens. Um, okay, I think that is it for today. Um, hopefully we can come with a lot of more testimonies uh, out of the steps of obedience that we have out of this podcast. And, um, and yeah okay that is it for today thank you for listening and 